You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and with me, as always, is the co-host among all other co-hosts of this show, Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? I wish that made any sort of sense, the thing I just said. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> this this is true. I'm doing I'm doing pretty great. I got some Great matches this week that I'm very, very excited to show you and show and uh, review for for our lovely, wonderful audience who mm. I who we appreciate so very much. I've got one pretty good match, and I've got one match that I really liked that uh, I was very pleased that I enjoyed it as much as I did because after the first match, I was like, mm, hope the other match is better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we get right into it? I believe I started us off last week. So, Zach, why don't you kick us off with your first match of the week? Okay. Let's start with the match that I didn't love, but I didn't hate. And that would be Shayna Baszler versus Lana Austin at Division Pro. So, this okay. match happened in, I believe it was 2017. And uh, first things first, if you end up wanting to watch this match, if you're a huge Shayna Baszler fan, the audio in this match is weird. So, so Why weird? The match starts, and the ring audio and the crowd mics are really, really quiet. But you can hear commentator the commentary just fine. Like, it's balanced correctly. It's a normal okay. count. And I'm like, all right, I can't hear anything in the ring, but whatever. And then, at some point, I think someone realized this, and around halfway through the match, tries to fix itself and what you end up getting is the audio is split so you get the commentators in one ear and the ring in the crowd are in the other ear okay that's weird because like the ring is now a lot louder but they're just in one ear and the commentators are all speaking in your left ear while the ring is in your right it's just weird for me yeah that's no that's no bueno i mean i'll take it over it all being in just a singular ear but you know it's just Mm -hmm. odd i was like oh Okay. All right. So, uh, for this uh, match starts, uh, each girl gets a pat down from the ref, and uh, Lana starts to tease the ref a bit, which holds things up for a bit. Which, as I learned later, is apparently something that she is known for doing as a way to distract her opponents, so that she can then whoop their ass with her uh, British strong style. <laughs> Sounds about. Unfortunately right. for her, this is 
this is this match does not go well for her at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, blah blah blah. Like the match starts, Shayna just walks up and just kicks her in the head, and she just collapses to the ground and falls outside the ring and basically dies <laughs> for a little Jeez. bit. I was like, okay, she died. Oh she- well, she's dead. She's so dead. That's it. That's then game. Shayna just starts like sarcastic. What's JBL like, say? Ball game. To rally her exactly. <laughs> She's like sarcastically clapping for Lana and tries to rally her. And then the ref starts to get to eight and she pushes the ref away and then goes out to try to baseball slide her. And Lana actually uh, gets faked out by this because then she just walks up and slaps her in the face before throwing her back in the ring. And I was like, wow, there's just... <laughs> She's gotten nothing in and we're only like a couple minutes. In. I was like, all right, maybe something will change. So uh, that does actually. Lana hits a wrecking ball drop kick under Shayna through the ropes when she gets thrown back in, after she gets thrown back in the ring. And she actually throws her in the ring. So I was like, all right, we got a match here. So then she attempts a few roll-ups on Shayna, but they each fail. And then she eventually attempts to Irish whip Shayna, but Shayna's huge, and she just kind of holds her ground as she's pulling her. Mm-hmm. And then um, she then elbows her in the face and just knocks her to the ground. She then ties up her arms and puts her in a chin lock, follows it up with a few forms to the chest, and then does her signature, like, wrist-slash-hand lock, where she turns their, like, hand upside down with their elbow pointing into the air and stomps on the arm. You know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's breaking their arm. I hate that one. It, it gets me every time. I love it for that exact reason. It's almost like, ugh, it looks so nasty, but it's pro- it's just probably so easy to do. Yeah, it's it, it just uh, like, eh. Then holds off, shows off to the crowd all of her holds. Each time, by the way, she changes her hold, she counts, and, like, she puts Lana in another hole. And Lana the whole time is just, like, this, just, she's just getting fucked up by these holds. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, she's just beating down Lana until Aunt Lana eventually is able to counter an Irish whip into a high knee to the chest, follow, and which she attempts to suplex, which, uh, and then once it fails, she, uh, is able to actually turn it around to a schoolboy. But, uh, Shayna then kicks out, and Lana tries to charge her, but Shayna just spears her. Oof. Shayna then gets her in a really, like, nasty grapevine ankle lock. Uh, And uh, when Lana gets to the uh, rope break, Shayna actually yanks her up onto her feet by just the one leg that she's got to hold on. Mm -hmm. Lana then tries to kick her, but Shayna then catches the kick, spins her around, and then just beats the shit out of her in the corner before Irish whipping her and then hitting her with a high knee to the face. Okay. This match is very heavily Shayna off, if you can't tell. Yeah, it it sounds like it. (laughs) From like, what you're describing, it seems like Shayna Baszler has the upper hand here. She, like, does, like, the Daniel Bryan yes kicks with one kick in particular when she, like, kicks her in the chest that knocks her over. It looks really, like, a... Like, it's got a lot... It looks a lot better than, like, the the other few that she did. Mm-hmm. Like, Lana does eventually get a comeback for a bit here. And she, like, hits a few clotheslines, starts her comeback after she jumps over Shayna when she charges her. And it gets into this really cool combination where Shayna runs at Lana in the corner and misses a high knee. So Lana then throws her face into the turnbuckle, throws her, like, drapes her over the ropes on the outside, kicks her in the chest, and then knocks her back into the ring and then crossbodies her. She then uh, goes for a DDT, and I was like, all right, we have a match here. But then Shayna and her, like, kind of counter each other for a bit, and she hits, uh, Lana hits her with a Russian leg sweep. So at this point, I was like, all right, we got a fucking match here. I'm like, it's not the All right, we got a her. match. Let's do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for her, then, she uh, she tries to kick uh, Shayna in the head. It's Shayna's sitting in the ring, and uh, Shayna actually ducks it and puts her in another ankle lock. Except this time when Lana gets a rope, like, she literally yanks her off the ropes and just drags her into the ring and 
gut wrench suplexes her twice back to back, which looks awesome. And uh, and then we get to the finish where uh, Shayna goes for a suplex, but Lana counters it into a DDT, which spikes Shayna into the mat. Shayna then well. is sent reeling into the corner, and as Lana goes to the top rope to do, I don't know what she was going to try to do, but Shayna just deadlifts her up off the top turnbuckle. And then hits her with the Kirafuda driver, which, if you don't know, is a falcon arrow that transitions into a rear naked choke for the uh, win. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because it, it, the the rear naked choke is the Kirafuda clutch. Yeah, Kirafuda clutch. Yeah. The who does that? Is it is it Baszler? Yep, that's Baszler's move. That's why it's called the Kirafuda driver, as I looked up online. Yeah, I, I, I for some reason I thought what what is Samoa Joe's one of that? The Coquina clutch. That's it. I'm about to say because he had something. I, I I was like it's Samoa similar. Joe. Had, I was like I was like that sounds like Samoa Joe's move, but I remember he had something similar. Yeah, it's similar but the same move. Yeah. Okay. I think she has like a promo after the match where she says like I want to show the uh, world that wrestling is not a modeling contest. It's for uh people. It's a real fight, and you're gonna get your ass kicked if you step in the ring with me. And I was like, okay, I, I get what they're going with Lana, being a bit more of like the latter than the uh more of the fight thing. Mm-hmm. The match was fine. Though I definitely wish there was more. Ain't, ain't no Lana room for divas anymore. She got her ass kicked. Honestly, this match just gives me flashbacks to when Dakota Kai fought Shayna when she was a babyface and she got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Except that match was better, in my opinion. Fair. So the match gets like a meh for me. I, okay. I wasn't expecting okay. like a semi showcase slash squash match, but I like I didn't hate it. I didn't love it though. Fair. I mean, it's a Shayna Baszler match. A squash match is usually uh, implied, I guess. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess like NXT Shayna's kind of spoiled me a bit because I've seen Shayna have like really good matches with like other competitors, obviously. So I guess I was kind of hoping for something maybe not the same, but like more in that vein of a match. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Okay. On that note, show me these bangers because you were raving about this before we started recording. How's okay, this, this, this one, my first match is. When I say recent, I mean like this match took place on New Year's Eve oh, this year. Shit. Ooh, ringing the New Year with a match. like literally a couple of days ago. Nice. This match was from uh, a GCW event called Fifty Six Nights. Ooh. Okay. And they did. They it was their uh, big New Year's Eve event, and they had a bunch of a bunch of big matches, and it was also a, a little bit of a crossover event with hybrid wrestling, because okay. this this match that I watched was a hybrid wrestling feature on the GCW show. Okay. This match was Holla Dead Ooh. taking on Willow Nightingale. Ooh. And right. I I saw I saw some rumblings about this match on Twitter. I was I was I was looking at, I was I was on the wrestling Twitter, you know, looking around checking out what was going on with that show cuz I was I was I was I was I was thinking about watching it but then I uh had other plans on New Year's Eve, but I do I do think I'm gonna watch it eventually. But I, I was keeping an eye on it, and a lot of people were saying that this match had this match was way better than it had any right being. Like it was just like it was it was supposed to be like a bonus a bonus match from Hybrid Wrestling, and it ended up being like a straight banger <laughs> between these two, and it was awesome. So this match starts off. Right out the gate, and these two are beating each other up, and it do- and from there on, it does not stop. Nice. Like, there's no like crazy rest hold. There's no like overly long rest holds. There's no like weird running out of the ring spots to take a break. This match just goes and goes and goes. Mm. 
it starts off with these two like hitting like trying to hit each other with moves but they keep reversing it keep reversing it um and then eventually i think willow nightingale gets the upper hand uh when they catch they they catch each other's arms because they both go for a uh a clothesline yeah and they like hook arms together mm. and then they just get into a nice sequence and willow nightingale ends up getting the upper hand uh there's a sweet reversal where uh Holodead goes to Irish whip Nightingale and Nightingale like cartwheels out of it and hits her with a super kick. Mm-hmm. Um Then after that she gets up on the second rope and does a gigantic missile drop kick. Ooh. That like sent it like sends Holodead across the ring. It's crazy. Nice. Um the, uh, I, I I was like watching this match and I, I was in on the action. It felt like it felt like they, they so much had happened in like so much had happened that I was like there there had like six six or seven minutes that must have gone by now right I checked the time <laughs> I was three and a half minutes into the match oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what <laughs> I feel like I've been sitting here watching like a ten minute match and these two have only been going for three and a half minutes and there's already this much action are you kidding me I love it. So like I I was immediately hooked when I once I saw that. I was like, what the hell is the rest of this match gonna be like? Mm-hmm. Um There's a really, really sweet spot where Holodead goes to Irish with Nightingale again, but she spins around, but instead of throwing Nightingale for an Irish whip, she like pulls her back, hits her with an elbow, and then shoves her into the ropes and then goes off the other ropes and there's a gigantic pounce. Nice. Good. Absolutely, just sends her. Yeah, sends Holodead flying. Uh, it was a really, it was really cool. Um, then there was a, then there was a point where, uh, I think Hol, I forgot who it was, but one of them hits a ripcord, a ripcord like headbutt, mm-hmm. and they both get knocked out. <laughs> this is the first time. That's the first time this match that it actually stopped for a second, where I could be like, whew. All right. The match came up for let's, air, basically. Let's, yeah, let's 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 get, it, let's get it together again because a lot just happened. Uh, so they both get back up. Uh, Willow Nightingale hits Holiday with a huge spine buster, and mm. then after and then after that, there's a little bit of another there's a little bit of another spot, and then it ends with and then that spot ends with Holiday hitting Willow Nightingale with a spine buster. She, she was like, "Oh, you want to hit me? Fine, bring it. I, I got you." Yeah, I got Bam. you. <laughs> so two gigantic spinebusters back to back from the two of them. Uh like I said, this match just doesn't stop. Like it just keeps going and it's crazy how much they pack in. This match is twelve minutes long. And it feels like a twenty five minute match <laughs> with how much like, they pack in. I would say it's a quickie, but based on what you're talking about it, it is It's good. It's really, really good. Like I said, they pack a lot into they it, it's it's twelve minutes, but they pack a lot into it. I always like when wrestlers are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one point where Holiday gets pissed off because she can't put Willow Nightingale away, so she rolls out of the ring and grabs an old chair. Nice. You know, Ref is like, "No, you better not. I'll do it. I'll DQ you. I'll do it. Don't you do? <laughs> don't you hit that chair?" Uh, but of course, as she goes to swing the chair, Nightingale ducks under it and hits her with a super kick with a chair in her face. Of course. And then, and then she picks her up. And kicks the chair. She Willow, Willow Nightingale picks up Holiday after she hits the super kick with the chair. Okay. She kicks the chair to the side 
Mm-hmm. And as it's sliding, she hits a Death Valley driver directly onto it. Okay, that's fucking awesome. Like, the aim, the aim, the aim was perfect. <laughs> like, she was like, oh, the chair's in front of me, hold on. Kick, wham! <laughs> Smooth as butter. I think. Sounds it was... like a fucking, sounds like a sick spot. Oh, it was so cool. I was like, that was so neat. Um, But, she goes for the pin, and Holiday gets her foot on the rope. Mm-hmm. Uh... And this this pisses off Willow Nightingale. So Willow Nightingale then goes under the rig and grabs some hardware. And by hardware, I mean a door. <laughs> ah, love, I love it's, GCW. Because it's GCW, baby. Doors are everywhere. So she grabs the door, uh, sets it up in the corner. Uh, these two battle battle a little bit. There's a, uh, a big spot in the ring where um, uh, Willow Nightingale gets Holodead in like a German. And slams her, but then Holiday rolls rolls through, and just Ooh. dives at Willow with a bit gigantic lariat. <laughs> it was so it was so sick. It was just like German roll and wham, but she like dove into it. God, I love me a good lariat. Yeah, it was great. Um, then like I said, they're fighting near the door, and Holiday ends up getting Nightingale like on her shoulder. And just rams her through the door. <laughs> in the corner. And that gets the one, two, three. Holiday picks Ooh. up the win. Sounds like a fucking great match for a 12 This match, match was so good! I was not expect like, like, everyone was, like, super just not expecting this match to be as good as it was. Because it was just supposed to be, like, a bonus match from, um, uh, Hybrid Wrestling. But it ended up being, like, one of the, one of the matches of the night. Mm. Um... And I can't wait to watch the rest of the pay-per-view because if that was just a bonus match, God. wow. I can't wait, I cannot wait to see what the rest of the card Main card in store. to stand up to. Yeah. Apparently there was a big death match last night too. That was pretty good. I think I've heard, I heard something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm giving this match anything, it's going to get a mark out. This match was awesome. These two kicked the absolute crap out of each other. This was 12 minutes, but it felt like a half-hour-long match with how much they shoved into it. And like I said, these two just didn't stop. Like, their their stamina was insane this match. It was like there was barely any breaks. These two just kept throwing moves at each other, and it was just non- basically nonstop action. Um, I love that type of ma- those type of matches. It was, it was really good. I gave it a mark out easy. Nice. So, yeah, go check if you, if you are... Uh, if you are a fan of either of those two, definitely go check that match out. And even if you're not, go check that match out because it's just good A plus wrestling. Um, very pleased to hear that Holiday. It's not on GCW's YouTube channel, but if you type in Willow Night, if you type in Willow Nightingale versus Holiday, you'll find it. It's like the first thing. Um, it's like mm. some guy's YouTube channel. He got permission from Hybrid Wrestling to post it or something. Oh, okay. But yeah, definitely go check that out uh, if you can. Match rules. Uh, these two absolutely kicked the crap out of each other, and it was awesome. Nice. Yeah. So after that, uh, let's get into your second match this week. It's funny you mentioned New Year's. The match I picked did happen on New Year's. Hey. Last year. Okay. This happened around last year. It was at at SoCal Pro Wrestling's New New Year's Retribution. Okay, uh, nice. This was Ryan Kidd versus Fidel Bravo. Okay, I haven't heard of neither, either of these two. Neither I'm a neither wrestler I'm a, uh, I know much about. 
But uh, I I was you know I, I was in the mood for a bit of some luchador esque action, and I looked up Kid, and I saw that he was a bit into, he was into lucha, so I was like, all right, I'm like I'm down. So first off, the crowd in this match was fantastic. Okay, that that, 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 that always helps. Dedicated following for both of them, which was awesome. There's even actually a point that I'll get into later where like two fans actually start arguing with each other because they so want the they so want their person to win and not the other person. And I was like, damn, this crowd's heated for this match. I was like, alright. Uh, second thing, before I even start, this match, each competitor had such personality and charisma that it just made the match so much better. Nice. I love oh man, when when wrestlers have that drip of charisma. And they mm-hmm. add that little flair to every move. Oh, it's so good. We'll talk more about that later yeah. when we get All into right. the match we both watched. The first thing flair. first, we'll start off with the uh, each guy's entrance. Ryan Kidd comes out, and uh, he is just a sh- bit of a show-off, but he's the face in this match. Kind of mm-hmm. like flexing, like showing off his stuff. Whereas Fidel is an obnoxious heel that kind of reminds me of a bit of Ortiz, which is great because I think Santana and Ortiz are amazing, and I think Ortiz's over-the-top obnoxious heel stuff is hilarious. This is true. So Fidel comes in, and he reminds me of that. And I was like, I already like this guy, so hopefully this is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan puts his hand out at the star of the match, and Bravo responds by just walking up to him and spitting in his hand. Ooh. And I was like... Guess not, then. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, you could have slapped the hand, you could have kicked the hand. Spitting is new, but all right. <laughs> the two then start shoving each other with Bravo being like, I'm the champion. You're nothing. You're not even going to beat me. And he actually, like, Pushes Kid away and gets up on the top rope and starts showboating, right? And, like, Kid's just standing there in the ring letting him showboat. And when he gets down, Kid's like, you know what? I'm going to showboat. So he gets up on the top rope. And, of course, Bravo then attacks him from behind. You want to showboat? Fine, I'll do it too. Oh, no! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally that. So, uh... Get baited, idiot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He beats the shit out of Kid for a bit, drags him around the ring. Kid then responds with a really hard kick to the arm when uh, Bravo tries to flip him over from, after an Irish whip. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that, I might as well mention to this, this match is such a lucha match, the kicks and stuff, because every kick and every punch just sounds so loud, and I love it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Can't get over when luchadors like, have super loud kicks and chops and such. So but good. anywho, he... Uh... <laughs> he I, love, I, love, I love when a chopper kick makes you go, ooh! Yeah, nice. He then uh, falls out with a drop kick, and uh, it was at this point that I noticed that someone in the crowd actually had something that I'm pretty sure was like a Vuvuzilla <laughs> from uh, the World Cup. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. I just, the, the, name time... will nev- the name will never fail to make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Except every time this guy, something would happen, he, like excitement would happen, he'd blow this horn. And I'm not going to lie, at first it kind of annoyed me, but at some point in the match, I don't know when, he either stopped or I just got used to it, but it's just something that I just like... <laughs> he so either like, stopped or I just tuned it out, I don't know. I just I, I just was so into this match that I didn't even care that this guy was blowing this loud-ass horn every time something was happening. <laughs> hey man, they're into it, you gotta, you gotta, love, you gotta love when the crowd's was, into I'll, it. I will take a into-it, engaged crowd that might be a little obnoxious any day over a dead crowd that over doesn't give a Over a dead shit. crowd that are annoying. All right, so back to the match. At this point now, the two of them are on the outside, and Kid is firmly in control here. So he drop kicks him. He then is in control for a bit here, and then Bravo counters an Irish whip of his own, which Kid then ducks. He then showboats a bit here, where he like starts gyrating his hips and showboating in front of the guy in front of Bravo's face. Bravo tries to elbow him, but he uh, ducks it and hits a handspring 
springboard back elbow onto Bravo. Gets mm-hmm. a lot of height with it, too. It looks great. Nice. He then uh, gets a hold of Bravo's wrist, kicks him in the leg, then chops him in the chest, and then follows up with a huge, like, luchador-esque drop, uh, arm drag from the top rope, which uh, sends him to the outside, which he then follows up with a suicide dive. Oh, Kingston nice. is dominant outside the ring, hitting a few well-aimed chops to the chest, throwing him into barricades. At one point, he kicks out the back of Bravo's leg, and Bravo's, like, yelling in pain, and he starts to mock him, grab him. He's, like, going, like, oh... Oh, and the crowd, the guy in the crowd is with Bravo's like, come on, man, don't make fun of him, he's hurt. Oh, did I hurt that poor baby? Exactly. His offense unfortunately ends, though, when uh, he goes to the top rope when Bravo's down, but Bravo's able to get up and crotches him on the top. Mm-hmm. He then starts to mock Kid by holding his crotch, going like, oh, oh, as fucking, as bro- as a kid's lying on the ground in pain after getting crotched. Which, mm-hmm. I, I, that, that made me chuckle a bit, I'm not gonna lie. He then uh, beats Kid down a bit. Goes to the start, starts to do like a thing where like he's mounting him on like the top rope and he's just hitting his head, and the crowd starts to count, right? Okay. And just as starts, he gets off, stops, and tells and yells them to stop counting, which I was just like, I'm like, nice. Stop! Stop the count! Stop! Don't count! I don't want you on my side. (laughs) Bravo then at this point starts to grind down Kid for a bit until Kid eventually counters by jumping over Bravo as he charges him in the corner. He then hits a really, like, thunderous, like, really high-impact Enziguri to the face of Bravo. And at this point, Bravo now is starting to beg and plead. He's like, we're friends, right? We, you, you don't need to do this. And uh, Kid's like, oh, no, I'm going to kick your ass. And he walks over to him. <laughs> oh, no, and, no, no. Uh, Bravo... You don't understand. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bravo then, unfortunately, though, for Kid, yanks him down and garrots him on the middle rope. Ugh. And then he uh, picks him up and just starts spearing him in the corner, forearming him in the face, just beating, just beating him down the corner. Eventually, though, kid's on his knees now, and he starts to like slap and like do a thing where like they like the wrestlers like slightly like kick the per- their opponent's head, just like mocking him. Mm-hmm. And eventually, though, uh, he's actually able to counter one of Bravo's strikes and he begins to actually lay in his own series of just like strikes to him. Okay. Kid then actually goes for the uh, same maneuver he did before where he, like, jumped over Bravo and he got thrown over the, into the corner. But Bravo actually sees this, stops, waits for him, and then just hits him with a, uh, what I have labeled here as an underhook backstabber. Under? So, like, the way I can describe it is, like, you know, like, when a wrestler runs towards the uh, Irish whip and, like, like, runs towards the corner and their opponent, facing the turnbuckle, jumps over them and lands? Mm-hmm. He landed... Uh, he hooked both his arms behind his back and then just backstabbered him from that. Ooh. Which I was like, all right. Ooh. I'm like, I've never seen that version of the backstabber before. I like it. Like, more people could do I could see that as a finisher. The two then counter each other, fight each other for uh, control for this match until Kid finally hits a neckbreaker, which knocks them both down. The two then both get up in the opposite corner, and Kid's the first one to actually get an attack in, but Bravo boots him in the face and gets him to the top. Kid then jumps up and inziguries him. Almost knocks him off. I thought he was going to get knocked off. And then goes for a Spanish fly, which Bravo stops. Bravo then tries to slam him. Kid stops him. And then finally, Kid's able to get the upper hand with a Frankensteiner off the top. Awesome. Brutal. Fucking great. I love a good Frankensteiner. Mm-hmm. Kid then tries to keep control of the match, just outmaneuvering Bravo whenever he tries to cut off his momentum, just making fun of him, basically, like, just, like, taunting him, like, you know, showing off. At one point, mm-hmm. actually, Kid fakes his leg being injured when he, when he like, crawls underneath through Bravo's legs, right? And Bravo's face is like, ha ha, idiot, your leg hurt, I'm gonna beat your ass. And then Bravo just counters him with a DDT, which just, not bad. Kid counters it and just plants him into the ground with it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> he 
He tries to sucker Bravo in. Bravo then counters it and just plants Kid with a DDT into the mat. And I was mm-hmm. just like, this is a match where the face just tried to fake a, l- a leg injury on the heel. I'm like, yes. Do the more of this. So at this point now... Yes, yes, do more of this. Yes, more. Because these, these guys, like I said, were exuding confidence. Like, they were, there's so many more, like, lines they had here where they were, like, making fun of each other, like, interacting with the crowd. Like, I just... I was so happy that the two of them were so into this match. You know what I mean? hmm Eventually, though... Bravo uh, tries to suplex Kid, but Kid just stops him. So Bravo then just starts to get frustrated and just starts to like do the classic, like just rains fists on his back, just like sloppily hitting him to knock him down, right? Mm-hmm. Kid then goes for a comeback, but unfortunately, he tries to go for a suplex here, and uh, Bravo then suddenly counters it into a brain buster, which he literally pops Kid up from the map once he hits it. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite looking moves of the whole match. Bravo then goes to pick Kid up for his finisher, and then a wrestler who I now looked up and was named Tanner Black just shows up on the outside. And I had flashbacks to the Chris Masters match where I was like, oh no. I was like, another outside interference. I was like, oh god. Because Bravo's like, why are you out here? What are you doing? And he's and the guy's like, don't don't worry. She told me to stay out here. Just shut your mouth and continue the match. And the guy was in Bravo. She told like, me to stay out here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I'm just like, I literally had flashbacks to the mattress match where I was like, oh god, I'm like, don't overbook it. I'm like, the mattress is so good. So Bravo then turns around, and Kid actually is able to step up and Zaguri him, hits him with a springboard cutter from the top, then followed by a frog splash. However, Justy's about to win. Tanner pulls the ref's leg out of the ring and then leaves once the ref ejects him, which swerved me because I was fully expecting Tanner to screw over Bravo because mm-hmm. I have no context. And then finally, we come to the finish. When, Bra- when just as the ref's outside the ring with his back turned, dealing with Tanner, Bravo racks the eyes, rakes the eyes of Kid and then hits him with a spinning Michinoku driver for the win. Ooh, a spinning Michinoku. That sounds dope. Yes. It, it probably sounds cooler than a, it actually is. It, it's cool. I mm-hmm. love this match. The wrestling, if I had to get this wrestling, I wouldn't say this wrestling was on like a level of execution of like Pac or like Ray Phoenix. Like the wrestling was good. But, like, what puts it over for me is that the crowd was great. The wrestlers, charisma, and just character work was awesome. Bravo in particular, I really liked his character work. This match, for me, gets a mark out. I, I like this match a lot. Like, I didn't think I would like this match as much when I saw, like, based on, like, the level of wrestling. But, like, <laughs> like I remember just thinking to myself, I'm like, if the crowd wasn't that good, that match would probably get a meh to a, ver- to a high meh for me. But the, it just pushes it over for me. We got two markouts to start us off already. It's a good year. Oh, yeah. We're starting off 2021 strong over here at Independent Waters. We're busting out all the hits. Thank God. All right. Well, next up, for my for my second match of the week, I have a match from Beyond Wrestling, an event, an event called Wear Sunscreen from Atlantic City, New Jersey. <laughs> Wear Sunscreen. Continue. Uh, this was in 2020. This was an outdoor wrestling event. Everyone was wearing masks and stuff. It was uh, pretty recent. Now, it wasn't like super recent, but it was like in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, this match ha- had a lot of rave around it. And okay. recently, I was like, oh, I need to watch this match. I need to watch this match. I need to watch this match. And then Beyond Wrestling went and said, hey, you remember that match you wanted to watch? Guess what? It's free on YouTube now. Yeah, and I went nice. Go. So we got Priscilla Kelly taking on the filthy father, the dirty daddy, Chris Dickinson, baby. Oh shit! Oh yeah, this match. 
This gonna be a was awesome. Match. Gotta be right. I was gonna say it's gotta be. This match, match ruled. This match starts off with uh some technical wrestling in the beginning, obviously, because it's Chris Dickinson. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not only Chris Dickinson doing the wrestling. Chris, Priscilla Kelly's getting her shots in there too. She's getting her submission holds, her leg dra- like her her takedowns. She she's going one for one with him on submission holds. It's kind of nuts. Um, a lot of a lot of cool reversals. And then there's one point where Priscilla Kelly rolls out of a submission from Chris Dickinson. But then instead of doing anything while she's behind him, she just flips him off. And just holds it to his head, and then and then he fucking turns around, and she just shoves it in his face. <laughs> and he says, the "Crowd's probably laughing at." And then, Chris, like, what the fuck you laugh? And then Chris Dickinson went, "Wow, that's not cool," and just went, "Whap!" Ooh, <laughs> and chopped her. Like you, bitch. Yeah, that Damn. was rough. Um, I'd clap, but I would blow out my mic. Yeah, they were, uh. There was a really cool spot uh, after they end up, like, brawling out for a little bit. There's a really cool spot where uh, Priscilla Kelly starts getting some momentum. She hits him with a couple of kicks. She tries to go for a bulldog, but then Dickinson just catches her and hits her with a spin doctor. A spin doctor, what it looked like to me was like a a spinning sit-out powerbomb. But instead of, you know how a powerbomb normally is? It was like that, but turn the person who's getting power bombed around so the legs are facing out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like it was like she goes for this bulldog and he lifts her up and then just spins and just wham and just drops her right on her spine. What I get when I think of this is blue thunderbomb. Yes, yeah, almost like a blue thunderbomb, except like I said, the person is facing the opposite way. All right, that is enough that I can I get what the, what happened here. Yeah. Oh, that must have looked awesome. It was really cool. Um, this mat this 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 spot right here though causes a big like break in the action. Priscilla Kelly is like knocked out, but oh shit! Dickinson doesn't go for the pin or anything. He just like rolls away and just like grabs a bottle of water and just starts like having a bottle of water, pours it on his head a little bit, <laughs> cools off. You know, takes some time. Uh, then Priscilla Kelly starts to starts to stir a little bit and starts to recover, and then he just comes in and he goes, "Oh, she's oh she's coming back up, penalty kick, <laughs> right to her back." <laughs> this went from like a technical wrestling match to just like just a fist out brawl from between these two. This is I love fist out brawl. Like they just like absolutely just start beating the shit out of each other. It's insane. Um. There was a like like I said, uh, there was a point where it was from a hard hitting brawl when Priscilla Kelly's on the ground, and Dickinson picks her up, and instead of doing anything, Dickinson just starts slapping her across the face, just over and over. Oh, oh my god! However, that does nothing oh. but anger Priscilla Kelly because during those oh, slaps she, she hulks up a little bit, and boy howdy, she goes on a gigantic burst of offense. Starts hitting them with like super kicks left and right, hook kicks, just chopping them across the chest. These two just start like, just oh my, oh that hold, oof. that's later. Oh, I just started getting ahead of myself. Um, I did that last match, so I completely understand. Yeah, these two start beating the crap out of each other. Priscilla Kelly gets on the top rope, and um, uh, Dickinson comes to beat her, right? 
Mm-hmm. And Dickinson gets up on this top rope. And before he could do anything, Kelly starts throwing elbows at his head. And then she just grabs him by the throat and just goes, well, and just just choke slams him off the top rope. <laughs> like she just jumps with him. And just hits him from like a nice. like with a choke slam off the top rope. It was crazy. Let's go. Um and then and then she roll and then after that, she rolls back, gets back up on the top rope, and hits him with a missile drop kick. Of course. Um then she gets him in after the missile drop kick, she gets him in the octopus lock. Um which is like that thing AJ did, the Black Widow. Yeah. Um then Dickinson like flips her over, and both of these two are just exhausted. Like you could tell they're both breathing heavy. They're both like doing their moves are much slower now. Um but when they finally do get back to their feet after that crazy sequence, they just start slapping slapping each other in the face. It just goes like back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, then Priscilla and then they Priscilla Kelly just starts going slap, 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 slap. And Dickinson is just like, whoa, 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 whoa. It looked like it looked like uh like two kids on a playground. Just like for like a second, you know? He's like, stop, stop. <laughs> um, that was pretty funny. But then it looks like uh, Chris Dickinson's about to get the upper hand because he hits her with a couple of good ones. But on the on like he like winds one up and goes in and she catches him mm-hmm. and hits him. Uh, she catches him and hits him with a uh, a, a big backdrop. Okay. And almost takes him out, but uh, Chris Dickinson does end up getting the upper hand back. Locking in the STF and Priscilla Kelly taps out and Chris Dickinson wins this match. This match sounded awesome. This match was insane. <laughs> this match is like I think it's like like twenty five minutes long. Wow. And Shit. and Chris Dickinson ends up cutting like a nice heartfelt promo afterwards, and you can tell it really got to Priscilla Kelly because there's one shot where it just cuts to Priscilla Kelly and she's like crying. <laughs> And I was like, oh no, that's so cute. Stop. Um just killed each other. Yeah, you, you just killed you just killed each other, man. Um, but Chris Dickinson does end up winning and in in, in a spectacular match. Uh these two absolutely blew it out of the water. Uh gave it everything they had, clearly because you could tell they just they were just exhausted mid match, but they were really fighting through the tiredness. Like they were like not like Kayfabe exhausted. They were like exhausted, exhausted. Just legit, like just the match is just so much. Yeah, like and it was hot outside. Like it was probably brutal, you know. Um, I gotta, I gotta watch me a Chris Dickinson match on the show one day because he he's fucking great. Yeah, you might be watching this one, but I don't know yet because <laughs> both of my anyway, the, my it was a mark out easy. This match was so good. This match was amazing. These two kicked the absolute crap out of each other and just put on an amazing, amazing match. And it was, it, it's it's I think it's an instant classic, an instant classic, honestly from from Triple beyond. Markouts. Triple markouts, three in a row off the bat. This is crazy. This is really. This it. is historic. Is this the first time we had three markouts in a row? I think so. This is historic. For first episode of twenty twenty one, we just got it's Markout City, baby. You got a really good matches. We both did the matches we watched individually. Let's get to the one we watched together. Uh, yes. We watched Karen Noir versus Disco Diablo from Lucha, Lucha Britannia. Britannia. Zach, what do you think about this match? Because I, I just I just talked for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
I enjoyed this match. Didn't blow me out of the water like the uh, some of the other matches, like the match I watched today. But I liked this match quite a bit. Yeah, this match was pretty good. I, though there were some point, some things about this match that I wish, like there were some things about this match that I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, so the first thing I that I wasn't the biggest fan of was uh how little Disco got in at the beginning of this match. Yeah, because it really slowed the match down for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how do I put it? Like, the first half of this match is just Disco not being able to get anything in on Kara, and Kara just not really treating him seriously in the slightest. It, Which, by the way, it makes me not... Kara Noir is a heel. Yeah, yeah, he is, like, for sure. I, 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 didn't, I didn't really like that either, because it made me feel like, oh, if Kara Noir's treating this guy like a joke, why shouldn't I also treat this guy like a joke? Yeah, it was very... I will say, though, it was very contractual to the crowd that was really into Disco. The crowd was, like, hot for Disco. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, I was like in the in the for a bit. I was like, Carl was like, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, the crowd seems to really like him, so I guess we'll see how he does. Yeah, I mean, I think he did pretty pretty okay. <laughs> he did. I will say here, by the way, before I forget, the entrances for these two could literally not be any different than each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, these two are literally so different. It was so like for Kara, it was so like dramatic, like as always. Yeah, he had like the mirror like, mask. The... Yeah, like, the announcer was, like, giving him, like, this fan of the opera-esque introduction, and then fucking Disco comes in, and it's just disco music and flashing music, and everyone's just cheering. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of, like, um, oh, what was the guy from WWE with the, the coming of the conga line? <sighs> I mean, there were two. Rose? There was, there was, it was some... First, there was Adam Rose, Adam Rose, and then there was No Way Jose. That's right. I, I was thinking of Adam Rose. I was thinking of Adam Rose. both of those, there was, um... Oh, bro! I think his name was like Bro Brody like Brodus Clay. No, what the hell is it? Hold on. No, Brodus Clay was the the with the Funkadactyls. Yes. Oh, I was which right. Was, oh my which god. Which was Naomi and um, Cameron? Yeah. Holy shit! How did I remember that? Because he's because he's like a he's like a right wing talk show host on Fox News now. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. I haven't heard anything from him since the, the last thing I heard of him was the WrestleMania entrance where John Cena let him and his mom perform on WrestleMania with the disco song. Yeah, no, that's what he does now is just... All right, moving on. Yep. Like, Kara literally kicks the shit out of disco at the start of this match. Like, mm-hmm. He just works over disco's arm, just beats his ass, hits... Kara had really good shotgun drop kicks in this match, by the way. Like, he just destroys him for a lot of this match. Like, let me see. Uh, let me get to back to a uh, a solid front foundation here, all right? So, um... Kara's, like, beating up Disco. He's just kind of, like, mocking him. He's whipping him from corner to corner, and Disco starts to make a comeback, but so- Kara just boots him in the face and then just continues to just whip him from corner to corner, occasionally giving him a very loud chop to the chest. He then starts working his arm for a bit, and uh, Kara starts to fight back, and uh, Kara's then forced to backdrop him. Then we get the shotgun dropkick I was talking about. And then he ties up Disco, and then he puts his pinky in his nose, and then puts his pinky in his mouth. That, that for me, was like, yep, yep, now I know. Now I know it's definitely a card in a war match. Yeah, I literally thought the same thing. I was like, that is not COVID safe in the slightest. Nope. Uh, one thing that really bothered me about this match, actually, was the camera work as well. Mm. Uh, it felt like it was trying to be Riptide, but didn't do it successfully, and it was a little bit jarring, because they had, like, weird cuts here and there, and it kept taking me out of it. But that, like, that... Yeah, I do recall. That's, that like, a, a stupid technical thing. Nothing to do with the wrestling at all. 
But yeah, but the technical do does have an impact on how things are portrayed and like the effect of the viewer. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I don't know. The camera work just like was yeah. like off putting for me. I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was weird seeing Karen Noir without the uh, the Riptide production value. You know. Uh, let's see. After this, then eventually Kara dumps Disco to the outside. He just kind of waits in the ring, and every time Car he tries to get back in the ring, Kara just kind of kicks him in the face and pushes him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though, Disco does yank out and holds Kara's leg over the top rope, which Kara is hurt from this, so it's like the first time Disco actually has a chance to do anything. Mm-hmm. He's still in control, but like you can see him occasionally limp or hold his leg, which I was like good selling on Kara, but granted, I expect nothing less from Kara. He's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, right. He is very, very good. Eventually, though, Kara does go to the outside as he keeps, like, he keeps, like, doing moves, like, hitting, like, a jumping kick to the face and, like, doing moves to Disco, but he keeps hurting his leg in the process because now he's, he's got a weakness now. He's got so a he weakness goes to the outside now. He's got, to, a, he's got a, a target. Yes. So then he, uh, so then he goes to the outside and tries to recover, but Disco doesn't let him, and Suicide dives, which, by the way, the ring here is tiny, and the crowd is literally right next to the ring, so I don't know how they found space to do this, but they did. Mm-hmm. And, and then he uh, hits a really, really good Tornado DDT on Car Noir, which Car does a fantastic job at selling, So I remember when I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm like, shit. I was like, you fucking go, Disco. That's some good shit. Let's fucking go, Disco. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking it was the first time I was like, alright, I fucking see what people like in Disco a bit now. I was like, alright, keep going. Mm-hmm. So let's see, Disco continues his offense for a bit, hits a step up into Guri, and then goes for, I don't know what it was, but Carr gets out of it. And uh, when Disco goes for his leg, Carr dodges it and then just super kicks him in the face for his troubles. Then there's this, oh, I remember this now. So Carr gets thrown into the turnbuckle somehow. And he hits so hard, he hits the room post, like, head first. Mm-hmm. And I, it looks, from the camera angle, it looks like he hits it, but he doesn't, obviously. But it still had impact to it, and I was, I was like, ooh. Oof. I'm like, I hope he didn't actually hit that a bit. Jeez, that, that would be rough. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I get flashbacks when Matt Hardy broke his face open after hitting a turnbuckle. Yeah. Not the turnbuckle, the post. But anywho. Like, every time at this point now that Kara tries to, like, pick Disco up, Disco literally just pulls out his bad leg or goes for it, and he can't get anything. So at this point now, the two of them are on their knees, just beating the shit out of each other as they get up. And in the end, Kara, sla- I wrote down here, slaps the soul out of Disco, and then Disco pops off with a slap attack, which then Kara then headbutts and knocks them both out. And then, cool spot here that I liked, personally was when uh, Kara then, the two of them were literally leaning on top of each other so that the- they would stay up. Like, they were both knocked out cold on their feet, and they were just leaning on each other is the only reason why they were still up on their feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Disco goes for a 619. Oh, Kara yeah, I love goes... I love that reversal from uh, Kara, where he just, like, yeah. he just, like, backs off the ropes, he just kicks him. He's he like, get that shit out of my face. The ropes. <laughs> awesome. Kara then goes for the vile driver on the apron, on the outside. Yes, that was crazy. Backdrop him. That was awesome. This is the point where the match really starts to pick up, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is definitely uh, where this, this is definitely where the energy starts coming in, you know. Yeah, Disco hits his hits a cutter followed by a DDT, which literally turns Car inside out, and he goes for his finisher, which is a frog splash. But Car rolls out of the way. Eventually, uh, as Disco lays on the uh, Car, gets up first and tries to wait out a ten count as Disco is like both down after because he missed the frog splash. Mm-hmm. 
and a car tries to go for the uh, the count like the uh, the count out loss. It's not like what is it when the person can't get up? What's it called? Uh, knockout. TK. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it knockout. And of course, Disco gets up at nine with the crowd cheering him on, and the car just starts to just beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I remember the spot now. Disco superplexes car after this, and the car suddenly just picks him up and hits him with an Ushiguroshi, which further hurts his leg and prevents him from getting the win, but looks awesome when he just transitions it. Mm-hmm. At this point, then, it's a lot of car trying to go for the fi- for the Vile Driver, and Disco just popping... Oh, wait. Yeah, car goes for the Vile Driver, Disco pops up, turns it into a Hurricane Rana, 619s him, and then Canadian destroyers him, followed by a Fisherman-esque suplex. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that was, it was just super, it was super rad, energy. wasn't it? It was so God. cool. Yeah, this is where all, this is where it really got into it. And I was like, "All right," I was like, "This is some lucha ass shit that I'm looking for." Mm-hmm. There was the the really cool spot where he hits the six one nine, but then instead of doing like the the splash or anything, he just does a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, I think that was what I that was just uh, listed yeah, up. But it was so many that ruled so many moves. <laughs> it was just I, so I, many was things awesome. happening this match. Yeah, exactly. Like, like. Car like hits like at one point like a running headbutt in the face, which looked brutal, and then Disco is able to <laughs> hit a really unique version of an inverted DDT on Car, which I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Car- Disco goes for the frog splash again. Car just still gets out of the way, and eventually, uh, he this is really cool. I remember Car is like laying on the ground, right, and Disco's going up for the frog splash, and he pops up off the ground and just inziguries Disco in the face. Yeah. And then he goes for a Hurricane Rana, but Kara picks him up and power bombs him onto his knees, which hurts it even further at this point because Kara at this point is now really hurting. Yeah, I actually was surprised that Disco kicked out of this too. I totally thought Disco was going to lose this. Mm-hmm. There was yeah, that then was it this... was brutal for sure watching that move happen. Then there's a spot I want your opinion. Okay, on. go ahead. So Kara strangely goes and gets his belt. And looks like he's gonna just brain disco with it, and then the rest like give it back, and he just gives it to him, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, Kara's just like, I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit refs like, no, don't do that. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, sit. I have literally written under. This All right, fairly you got pointless. it. Here you go. I was, like, I was like, did you really need to do that? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was I think it was like a character moment where it showed like Kara's heel. But he's not that heel, you know. He's like, he's like, he's gonna beat. Like, if he's gonna beat you, he's gonna do it by his own merit. He's not gonna use a cheap way out. I like your way better than me going. Like, what the hell was the point of that? That's what I don't know. That's what I got out of it. Was just like, yeah, like he it. he didn't like he didn't want to stoop to that level, you know. He like if he was gonna beat him, he wanted to do it on his own and not by cheating. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's what All I right. got from that spot where he just gave the belt back. I like your interpretation on it a lot more than mine. So we're gonna go with yes. That. Uh, however, this this does let uh, Disco Diablo get the upper hand, uh, and yep. he ends up winning with the Frog Splash. Yeah, he hits an inverted DDT and hits the Frog Splash. Oh yeah, and ends up winning the title, which is like crazy. Yeah. Which, thank goodness pops. the ref had it. <laughs> <laughs> there, This match was odd for me, because there are parts where, to me, this match dragged, and I was like, mm. Yeah, same here. I had that same like, feeling. But like I said, like, I can't even deny it. There were some, the wrestling this match was good. And, like, there were some spots that really had me, like, going, like, oh, shit, let's fucking, I fucking love wrestling. Like, this <laughs> oh, is fucking shit, awesome. Oh, shit, this is wrestling, baby. Uh, and it really got me onto it. But, like, those parts were dragged. I was, like, whatever. Also, I just remembered, there was this really odd thing where commentary was literally just talking over the loudspeakers, which was hit or miss for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I was into that. 
I like, mean, I guess I guess you got the crowd the commentary, but like, I don't know for the for the video or for anybody watching it like on TV is just like, bleh. Yeah, like sometimes they were fine, and other times they would just like be talking about something that's not involved with the match. And like the problem with that is, it's over the loudspeaker, so I have to listen to that. Whereas before I could just kind of just tune it. I, you could just like if you were in the crowd, like you just not listen. To it. It's just, it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I give this match a high meh. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. It just it didn't get that mark out. It didn't break yeah. that that threshold for me because of how it dragged on at some points. Like the God, there were just some. I, like I'm just remembering now. Like there were like the points where like Carl was just standing there, and I was just like, nothing's happening. Disco's literally gotten his ass kicked for five minutes, five to ten minutes straight right now. Mm-hmm. Disco's that, just been getting his ass beat for ten minutes, and I don't know how much longer I can watch this. <laughs> And then finally, like like I said, like like me and Mikey said, once the match like really picked up, it's awesome. Yeah, I wish the 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 part where it picked up lasted longer though. I feel like exactly, I feel like once yeah. as soon as it started picking up, it ended. Yeah, it's like towards the end of the match too. I think mm-hmm. it was all markouts and high mez over here, except for the one man at the start of the match. Yeah, the you know, the except for the one. But that we'll, we'll forget about that yeah, anyway. I'm not gonna pay <laughs> <laughs> so that that is all of our matches this week. That brings us to the double down. The double down. It's now time to find out if the match was, you know, actually good or bad. I don't know. It's time for the double down. This is where me and Zach go back to last week and pick one of each other's matches and watch it from the other's perspective. So Zach, who went first last week for the double down? Let's see. I did the tag team match stardom, and you did what match again? I did. I did last week. It was Morgan. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Eve match. You went second then. Yes, because I went first. So I'll start us off this week. Dope. This week you gave me Joral Nelson versus Chris Masters. Ah, this. (laughs) This match was weird. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um. Like, it starts off, like you said, with Joro being a total chicken shit heel, running away from Masters mm-hmm. as much as he can. Uh, Masters finally catches him and gets and gets his hands on him, starts beating him down. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Joro gets the, the better of him when he starts working the legs, and the Chris Masters did the wrong leg bit, which is really funny. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where he's like, he's like, hey, hey, that's the wrong leg. And he's like, you want me to work the other one too? Fine. Yeah, I'll learn both. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll work both ways. Yeah. Um, but Masters gets back into it after reversing that figure four. After he rolls it, rolls it over and reverses the pressure, he hits a huge sit out spinebuster at one point, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, when they're both down, the ring just gets surrounded. Yeah. By like four guys, and then four yep. other guys come out and start beating up the guys that were surrounding the ring, and it had yep. literally no impact on the match at all. None whatsoever. Not even a little bit. They were laying down. The guys come on the apron. The other guys came and beat them up all while they were laying down. They get by the time they get back up, all the people who were outside the ring are gone. <laughs> uh, so that random brawl did literal nothing for the match. And then all of a sudden on the screen, we see some other asshole who shut yep. off the lights for no reason. And he's like, "Oh, I guess if you gotta do." You know, if you want to get it done right, you got to do it yourself. And he shows up at ringside with the title belt. Mm-hmm. And Chris Masters is like, what are you doing here? Uh, 
And then he's like, hey, you want to punch me? Go ahead, punch me. Yeah, do it, punch me. Uh, but he also threw the belt to the other guy, in the, to Jarrell in the ring. And then Jarrell yeah. goes to hit Masters, and Masters ducks out of the way, and he hits the guy who threw him the belt, and then Masters gets the Master Lock in and wins. So it yep. turns out that all of that was for nothing. For, it was literally pointless. It was pointless, and it meant nothing, and it was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking <I> get <laughs> They did it. Oh they were God. they what's the line from Jurassic Park? They were so convinced of whether they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't think to, they didn't think to ask if they should. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm, I don't know about that one. Maybe you could have cut all of that and just had a good wrestling match. But you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh anyway, uh, it's just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I gave this match a miss out. I wasn't into mm. it. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought right. all the interruptions were stupid and meant nothing, and it really yep. took me out of the match. And it was just kind of ridiculous for no reason, you know. I think if I recall correctly, I gave the match a meh because I thought the wrestling was fine, but I I distinctly remember telling you how confused I was by all of that. Yeah, like it just completely took me out of the match. Like I was like kind of into it, and then like all of a sudden, they were like. Mm, no. <laughs> no. Here's here's something, here's some stupid shit that you, that is gonna completely make no sense. And I was like, alright, cool, cool. So yeah, for me, it's a miss out. I don't really like it that much. Um, what match did I give you to watch? Oh, oh, you gave me a treat of a match to watch. You gave me, let me see if I can remember, if I can pronounce this correctly. You gave me... Lady Valkyrie, aka Afa Valkyrie, versus Killer Kelly Aofi? at PWU. Aofa? I don't know. Yeah, that match was honestly. Besides the, I think I think we talked about it. I think besides the ending, this match was pretty good. All right. Okay. So first things first about this match. I like this match a lot more than I thought it was. Go- I was going to initially because the only thing I can remember from this when I was watching this match was I distinctly remember you saying. The Valkyrie was a chicken shit heel a lot of this match. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, all right, this match is just going to be like some good stuff in the beginning and then a lot of meeks. I remember thinking to myself, oh, that match sounded like it could have been pretty good if she wasn't just a heel the entire, uh, like a, just running away the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then this match said, Zach, sit down and go fuck yourself. Get ready for an awesome match. Yeah, like I said, this match was good except for the ending. This was a fucking awesome match. Match started off. Great technical match. I am a sucker for catch wrestling esque like technical matches, and these two really put on a fucking awesome performance. I think that's why I gave you this one because I knew you would appreciate it more than I did. Great submission spots, great strikes. Here's some examples: submission spots in the beginning that I liked. Kelly getting countering an ankle lock that Valkyrie had on her by bending her other leg using her free leg so that she could then get her into a headlock. Awesome, smart wrestling. I love Valkyrie's head scissors on Kelly because it looked brutal, and every time she ringed it back, Kelly bridged so that it looked even worse. Great. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie did a fantastic job at being a horrible heel that you just really want to see get their ass kicked by the face, and Kelly did a, fan- a phenomenal job at being just the, the intimidating force of just, I'm going to kill you. That I was just all for to see Valkyrie get beat yeah, up. Yeah, it, it definitely this match definitely ended up being pretty good. Uh, yeah, like a lot of perfect good, example. A, of a lot of good good word from these two for sure. Yeah, like Valkyrie's yelling like experience that, over and over again, and Kelly eventually gets so sick of her shit 
just looks at her and go, tells her, experience this, and she just forearms her in the face, and I swear to God she hit her in the face with this. Oh yeah, very strong. That one, uh, her, her doing the experience thing definitely got under my skin to the point of like, ooh, you're being a good heel right now, because boy howdy do I want to yeah. see you get knocked out. Same. Uh, when she got knocked to the ground, it was I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was finally. Like, go. And it's at this point that I actually realized the story being told here by the, uh, the these two competitors, which is Valkyrie's basically walked into this match 24 days into her title reign, super confident in herself, right? Mm-hmm. She's so confident that she's literally, like, letting her confidence carry her through this match. It's saying, like, I'm going to fight Killer Kelly in a head-to-head fight, and I'm going to beat her because I'm good. But the moment Kelly forearmed her in the face after all that punishment she did and almost knocked her down, like, almost, like, just knocked her head off, she suddenly had this fear put in her of, like, oh, shit. She went, oh, this was a mistake. (laughs) It was, like, it's kind of like when she realizes, oh, shit, I'm swimming with a great white right now, and I've just kind of been fucking with it the whole time. And it's at this point then that she starts to get heavily rely on all the dirty tricks in the book that she can use at her disposal so she can get an edge on Kelly so that she can put her away. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Because this played into Kelly getting pissed off at her and getting, like, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Escalating, like, what's the word? I'm getting just more and more angry at her as she started just being a chicken shit heel. This led to the fight outside of the ring, which was Awesome. I love Valkyrie using a fan in a wheelchair was like cartoon villain levels of heel evil, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I especially like the spot where uh, Kelly got dropped on the apron face first after Valkyrie pulled her leg out from underneath her. Yes. It looked brutal. I loved how at this point on from the match, you could see Valkyrie like facially portray how desperate she was to win this match and how much she really wanted to win. Like she literally started to spam her finishers after she got Kelly back in the ring. It's like in, she was like hoping... in a WWE game where you just like set, you just like set the finishers to like 10 and you're just like triangle, 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 triangle. Why, 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 why for the Xbox players? Knock her out. Just spamming it. And the AI just keeps getting up and you're like, stay the fuck down. Literally. <laughs> which I love because it just put it played into her being like this woman is a threat she's gonna beat me if I don't knock her out quickly and suddenly that she can't even react to it fast enough yeah and on top of this Kelly selling for this by the way was awesome she really sold Valkyrie's offense when she was in like submission holes when she was getting beaten because it made cause she made sure to make Valkyrie not look like a complete chicken shit like she was like she's a threat it's just Killer Kelly could kill you in an alleyway with her bare hands and get away with it. She's a threat. It's just that Killer Kelly is immensely more threatening. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, this gets into like later in the match. The dragon sleeper in the corner looked fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember you were telling me about it when she gets her in the corner with her legs over the top and puts her in the sleeper when she's on the top rope. Yes. Great. That, that, was, that looked awful. I love that shit. I was like, ooh, and then she hit her with a Romero special right afterwards, which was just a surfboard dragon sleeper, because I'm a sucker for a dragon sleeper. If there are two finishers in wrestling that I think are my favorites, it's probably the Cloverleaf hold, which John Moxley does, mm-hmm. and these dragon sleeper is the other one. Thank you, Drew Gulak, for showing me what the dragon sleeper was. Hey, Drew Gooks. I love Drew Gulak. And so eventually this leads into the ending where like she gets the count out, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I actually didn't hate the count-out ending. Really? Which, because it made a lot of sense to me. And I'm going to put it on the record here. I hate, I don't like when matches end with like a 
count out or like a like a wishy-washy like whatever ending unless it makes sense mm-hmm. so this is how i interpreted this match right valkyrie when she, when she took this count out before this happened she finally hit her finisher on kelly that she has been literally trying to hit all match every time she hit this kelly grabbed it but she finally hits her with it and kelly kicked out and not only that literally mere moments later kelly then put her in her finisher the dragon sleeper not once but twice two whole times both times both times seeing me like she was gonna lose if she didn't get the rope break mm-hmm. which meant in my head this went like oh my god it makes so much sense that she was like nah fuck this <laughs> hell no she's gonna beat me i'm done i tried everything my finisher didn't put her out i'm gonna take my ball and go home i'm gonna take my ball and i'm gonna go home <laughs> yeah oh god i love this match a lot the action was great the technicality of this match was on point. The selling between each, each woman was great. Mm-hmm. The facial expressions were fantastic. And on top of the fact, the booking was just smart and just really well done. And I can't I can't ask more from that. I'm giving this match a mark out. Yeah. Yes. I was not expecting to like this match as much as I did when I initially heard, when I remembered what I heard about your analysis. I think I gave it a high match. Mess. Yeah, you gave it that. But I remember the chicken shit heel stuff from valkyrie sticking out in my mind a lot so i thought out this whole match is going to be her running around the ring and being like just annoying about it but no like i was yeah like fucking bra fucking bro there, man. Was... there were definitely some parts where she did do that but then like she brought it oh it yeah. definitely got brought back around and she definitely yeah, wasn't she playing around that match like she didn't overstay her time on the outside no. until, until like, the also... end where she literally did overstay her time on the outside also uh i actually understood the ref stopping kelly now because kelly at the end literally looked like she wanted to rip (laughs) rip valkyrie's throat out tear her limb from limb like as valkyrie's walking away she was like screaming like i'm good like she was just like screaming like bloody murder and i was like stopped her because he was afraid he was about to witness a literal murder literal murder (laughs) she's like all right that's enough killer kelly like rips out like a shank and she's like bring it come on exactly (laughs) They're just like, okay, this is getting a little intense for me. Ah, let's, this is wrestling. You don't, don't kill each other. This isn't a death match. But yeah, I figured, I figured you might appreciate that match more than I did. Uh, So that's why, that's why I ended up picking that one for you. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps us up this week. Uh, We did the double down. We did all of our matches this week. We had some pretty good ones. I think we had four markouts this episode. Yeah, we had like holy. We had what four markouts, two mes, and a miss out. <laughs> yeah. Right, like that's that's good. That's a good. That's pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good episode. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. All right, and if you if you enjoy this show, if you're new here, uh, thank you for joining us. And also, if you would like to see more of this, remember to subscribe to this feed, the Countout Network, or the Independent Waters in the Independent feed. Um where we do this every Wednesday, so tune in and download the episodes and make sure you subscribe to to get notifications to tell you when we're we're back. And if you like and if you like our wrestling talk, go follow us on Twitter where we talk about wrestling basically all the time over on at countoutpod over there on Twitter where we share our thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general. And if you like video content, we also have a YouTube channel, uh Countout Network where you can find a bunch of cool uh, video content from this podcast network. And
And if you like the if you like this show, go check out the other shows on the network. We have Hit the Books every Friday, where me and Ryan Nightsey book SmackDown and Raw every week. And we uh, have our own rosters. We have our own pay-per-views. We, have, we, we, we do everything ourselves. Uh, so go check that out if you're into fantasy booking. And if you're into New Japan, Ryan has his own show called G1 and Only, which comes out every Monday where he, every other Monday, where he talks about uh, different people who have been in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only. Some names like Ric Flair, Big Van Vader, Hangman Adam Page, stuff, people like that. Uh, so go check that out if you're into New Japan. Uh, I think he recently had an episode about Ric Flair, or it's or it's coming out. Don't really remember, but go check that out if you're into New Japan. Uh, that is right here on the Countout Network feed as well. Um, I think that wraps it up for the pl- oh, and go check out the website uh, at uh, Countout CountoutPod.com, uh, where you can find everything that has to do with this podcast, hit the books, and G1 and only. Everything that has to do with the the Countout Network is over on CountoutPod.com. Uh, Zach, anything to plug? Nope. As usual. Well, without well now that now that all the plugs are out of the way and Zach's got nothing for himself, uh, I think that just leaves us with one thing and one thing only. Remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> has been a count out podcast say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.